Today's podcast is sponsored by iTunes. Go to www.cheapseatreviews.com, click on the iTunes banner, and purchase anything you want. The soundtrack to this movie or another movie that this soundtrack sounds like, and a portion of that will go directly to our podcast. Autumn 1942. Europe lies crushed beneath the Nazi jackboot. The German Third Reich is at the height of its power. Hitler's armies are charging through the heart of the Soviet Union towards the oil fields of Asia. One last obstacle remains. A city on the Volga where the fate of the world is being decided. Stalingrad. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 81, and today we are talking about Enemy at the Gates. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Cornelius, when Sam is killed, pick up the sarcastic remarks and continue on. Logan. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. the, the good Sam, does that work? Is that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, you got to get a good ginger mark in the remark in there, too, and uh, something about that. Uh, and uh, uh, Sam, <laughs> I still can't believe I wrote this. Sam. Is that a sturgeon in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Vector. Tonight, tonight I've just, you know, we've had Ben Affleck on this show, and we've had a lot of different people on our show. And, and tonight, I think I'm going to speak in my best Russian accent. Right? You ready? No. I, I nope. am. Here it nope. comes. Okay. I, I don't want this is happen. my best Russian accent right here. Okay. According to this movie, this is the best Russian accent I could do. Correct. Just so you know. Yes. <laughs> in, the, in this, I mean, this I is, could do this all night. Th- you sound more Russian now than <laughs> Sean Connery did in Hunt for Red October. Oh, we're just a dumb minute, Sean. <laughs> yeah, you sound just like Sean Connery playing a Russian in Hunt for Red October. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, there is no Chad tonight. Unfortunately, Chad uh, had some work things uh, come up. It's what's the. The um, marching band season. Yeah, it's marching band season. He's a teacher. It, it happens. He's obviously a, he's a marching band director, or he's a band director. Um, and things come up, and uh, and it's okay. We will miss Chad, uh, but we will soldier on, as it were. Ah, I get, see, I get you. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, if we were rusher, rushing, if we were Russian soldiering <laughs> on, would there be people behind us threatening to shoot at us for not shooting at the people in front of us? Pretty much. Basically, okay. basically, right. actually, um, my my uh, my in laws are actually staying the night tonight. So my father in law is behind me with uh, with a <laughs> rifle, and that if I don't continue on this podcast, he's just going to shoot me. So it's <laughs> it's actually very aggressive over here right now. It's very strange. Well, it's it's different than the shotgun he had to use uh, earlier in the relationship. Uh, <laughs> There, ah, I see what you did there. In, in full did full disclosure, there was a time when Sarah and I were dating, and I took her home, and he was cleaning his shotgun. Um, uh, 
think it was his shotgun. It might have been his smoothbore rifle. I don't remember. Now, and, but you're one of those guys that you're like, oh, cool, let me see. Oh, yeah, it didn't bother me. In fact, yeah, actually, yeah. what I actually jokingly said to him, I was like, how fast would it take you to put that thing back together and load it? And he says, <laughs> fast enough to get you before you got to your car. I said, that's pretty fast. And he's like, yeah, you want to see? I'm like, okay. <laughs> so anyway. And then you ran really as fast as you could. No, I didn't do that. I didn't give it. No. I, I had no reason to run. Um, yeah. Though he did tell Corny that he wanted to hunt him in the dark one time. That, that is a true oh, that, story. This is this is true. This yeah. is all <laughs> true. It was a true story. Hey, we we could get some paintball action going on there. Oh, that that, I, I played this weekend, by the way. You played paintball you this weekend? I did. Guy, what a heifer! You didn't ask us to come along. Yeah. Well, I was on a men's retreat, and it was. We're, yeah, we're both. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm at least a man. Yeah, and I, I pretend to be one most of the time. I play one. I play on, one on TV. Yeah, I was gonna say I play one on TV. I play one in a podcast. <laughs> no, no, it was a, it was very odd. It was very from uh, too. I uh, I uh, got shot in the arm, and before, uh, well, <clears throat> I'm used to uh, getting shot in the arm, but this these guns were a little uh, uh, jacked Wolfie? up. I was gonna say souped up. <laughs> yeah, they're a little souped up. So um, it uh, left a little mark on my arm, nice. which. <laughs> If uh, if you know me, folks, that that's, that's damn near impossible to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Um. So, uh, uh, how do I transition from that back to enemy of the gates? Well, I don't know how to. So instead, I'm just gonna do this. Enemy at the gates. A Russian sniper and a German sniper play a game of cat and mouse during the Battle of Stalingrad. I'm so gas. I'm so glad Catherine did her Russian accent. Her Russian accent. She did. It sounds just like a Russian accent. Yeah, that's um, great. <laughs> it is good for her to do the sound and uh, let's, let's, let's make just, for things to go boom. We've already we've already made the joke about this, so we might as well go ahead and address it. In the the, the um, Jude Law and what's his name Fines? I can't remember his first name. Not Ralph. Rafe. Not Rafe. Um, Joseph. Joseph no. Fines. Is it Joseph? Is it Joseph? I think it's I Joseph. It Ralph Fines. No, Ralph. No, that's, no, that's from Schindler's List. Well, yeah, but that's Rafe Fine. That's how they pronounce Rafe in yeah. England. So it's Rafe. Oh, um, I did not. Know. Yeah, it's like Rafe Von Williams, not Ralph Von Williams. It's Rafe. Anyway, the Brits, they're weird, you know. And, yeah. and then you have the Irish. They put the e, they put E's on the wrong. Yeah, side. they they do. And Sean somehow S E turns into S H. I don't know. Um, yeah. Seeing. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, the director um, was. Who is Jean-Jacques Anod? No, not Jean-Jacques Jean, Jean. Jean-Jacques Jacques Anod. Anod. Um, he has Joseph, done, yeah, Joseph. Um, done such things as uh, The Name of the Rose, The Bear, uh, Seven Years in Tibet, Enemy at the Fr- Gate. Friends at the Other Gate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, two Brothers, His Majesty's Minor. So, One uh, Sister. So basically he had, he had... He basically had three good movies. He had yeah. this one, Two Brothers, which was that movie about the two tigers, which was a Disney kind of a thing, and then Seven Years in Tibet with Brad Pitt. Other than that, just, you know, whatever. That's another one I have never seen, but I keep hearing about. What? Seven Years? Seven oh. Years in Tibet. I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I don't know if I want to sit through seven years. So, um, anyway, <laughs> It's kind of like that, that new uh, Boyhood film. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, uh, takes, it takes about 12 years to... Uh, to get to it, um, get to the end of the story. So Jude Law, Ed Harris, 
Ed Harris is just using his normal American accent. He's not even pretending to do like <laughs> German. Not even pretending German. He's just Rachel Weiss, Joseph Fiennes, and Jude Lard using their normal English accents along with Bob Hoskins uh, and Ron Perlman. They're just using their normal accents. And the director in the trivia basically said is that he didn't want to distract people by people trying to fake other accents. So basically he said was he watched Robin Hood with Kevin Costner and was like, I'm okay with that. And then basically just says that that was an intentional thing. So mm-hmm. um, basically it, he didn't want to, he didn't want to spend money on an, on an accent tutor. I, I also think that it was that he wanted the actors that he wanted and he didn't want to have to hire Russian actors. He wanted yeah. Jude Law because Jude Law at the time was a very big name or he was on the rise, so to speak. Uh, Ed Harris was, of course, very popular, and Rachel Weiss was on the rise as well. Uh, Joseph Fiennes just coming off of Shakespeare in Love, so, and of course Bob Hoskins. Hoskins, I mean, how can you, you can't go wrong with Shmi. So, <laughs> I was going to say that uh, that run as Mario, uh, you know. Yeah, that about <laughs> ruined him, but <laughs> fortunately he got over that. Uh, and of course, I, bet it, I guess he jumped over it, didn't he? He did jump over it, right over it, and smashed it with his face. Um, there were actually some actual Russian actors and some German actors in the movie, but for the most part, they were just Americans and English. So, <laughs> that is very good. Yeah, you know, it's just and truth be told, it's funny, Sam. Um, this is the first time. No, that was me. Actually, I did that one. I know. I was. I'm just, oh, okay. I, know. <laughs> I, was, I was. I was addressing Sam because he brought up the point uh, to me earlier off air, uh, as well as. Um, other times, I think that this is the first, like like they're they're speaking with normal whatever, and I've I've seen this movie. We'll get to our when we've seen it, how or whatever. But this is probably my eighth or ninth time seeing this movie. Maybe, oh wow, maybe more. And this is the first time that that actually I was even aware that they were not that they were even doing that. It was just their normal accent. It never <laughs> it never occurred to me before that Ed Harris was using an American accent for some reason. It just didn't affect me that way. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Corny, you get to lead off. Uh, you're leading off tonight. Is this your first time? Have you seen it before? Did it, what's your initial initial stuff? This is my second time seeing this movie. Uh, I want to say the first time was with you, um, and, and and you know, and a random. Was it forced? <laughs> oh God. Um, no, no. I, <laughs> so there was think... mutual consent. <laughs> yes. I'll stop. <laughs> oh, Sam. Well, you know, I have to make sure with you guys. So, oh. do you, do you, I don't think you actually do, but okay. <laughs> that word, I don't think you know. What yeah, it, I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> you keep saying that word. Uh, no, uh, I, I think. Oh gosh, I mean, you know, Sean and I, we've we watched. I don't know how many movies would you say we've we, watched. We together? watched. We watched a lot, especially when we were both living. We were neighbors at apartment forty and four. Um, there was a lot of movie watching, but I own this on DVD. I bought this. Well, I guess I'll go and do my part. I saw this movie in the theater and then went out and bought the DVD when it came out. So you, Corny, probably watched it at my apartment uh, one day. Yeah, I was like, hey, I was let's watch say. this war movie. All right. Yeah, and I didn't really say no. I mean, unless it's like you know, Children of the Corn, but <laughs> no means I, I no, Sean. I, I'm aware of that. I'm aware. <laughs> He's aware. It doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, not Wait, gonna, sorry. I'm not even going to joke about that. No, no, I'm sorry. I haven't been about the movie. I'm so sorry. Um, no, but I, I watched it uh, you know a long time ago, and uh, I thought it was a, a, a 
in all honesty, I thought it was a very well-made film uh, in in terms of um, suspense and and uh, and story. Um, this time around, uh, I, most of the same feelings. Um, enjoyed the movie uh, for the movie's sake. I thought um, uh, cinematography was just. I, I liked what I saw, and it's a good movie. Um, I'm into you know obviously terrible things like. Beverly Hills Cop, but um, it's still, a, you know, in my eyes, it's still a very good movie. And um, I, I don't know if this is a rewatchable movie, but it's certainly a movie I think you should see at least once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sam? Um, this was my first time. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, the first time I've seen this one, um, which really surprises me because I absolutely love World War II movies. Yeah. I, I just, I eat them up. Um, and uh, and I, it was kind of all everything you, you expect. Um, I thought it was a great little film. It had suspenseful moments, uh, but I did have a few quirks and problems with it. I'm, you know, you put your CSR glasses on. If I had taken them off, I would have thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and I, I still do. But there's a few things, like I said, the accents drive me crazy because you know. Who's the bad guy in this film? You know, obviously the Germans are supposed to be the bad guy, but do you really have to pull for the Russians as well? Right. They're pretty bad <laughs> in themselves. And I don't know if, if, if uh, uh, what's his name, Ed Harris would have had a German accent. Maybe you would have not liked him as much, but I kind of liked him as a character. And yeah. I didn't necessarily want to, you know, spoiler alert, I didn't want to see him get shot. <laughs> By the end, I didn't want either of them to get shot because they were both really kind of cool characters. Yeah. And um, it was just, it was a very interesting story. Stalingrad is, is one of those stories that they don't, they don't talk about in history class. But yet that, yeah. that, that battle is huge. Absolutely huge. And, and I'm guessing it's because it was the, the evil Germans versus the evil communists. Right. And they didn't want you know, us some, you know, school children to pick a side. <laughs> right. Or it wasn't important to us. But by God, that you know, millions and millions died, you know, in that battle. It's just... Well, isn't not, it the not, uh, not most that quite deadliest, high, but... deadliest battle of all time? No. No, okay. Is it not? What's the deadliest battle? Um, well, if you consider... I, I'm trying to remember from my... Because it's not my... D-Day, because... No, that... it's not D-Day. Um, I guess if you consider it, an, a, yeah, okay. I think it actually is considered the bloodiest battle of the war in, in terms of loss of life of both soldiers and civilians. Civilians, yeah. Um, the, 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 the technical, the most devastating action of the war was when we dropped the bombs in Japan, <laughs> Yeah. you know? So, yeah, in one action, one swoop, we right, killed. Right, I'm saying, and there was no casualties on the American side. But I think, yeah, I think Stalingrad was, I just, I told you guys about that last week, with the day or two before, I watched that really cool video on World War II and the, the numbers of people that died, that, mm-hmm. like, like 500,000, um, uh, 500,000 Americans died in World War II, and like 2.8 million Russians died. I mean, that's insane to think about the, that's like the population of New York City or something like that. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, inc- it's insane. And, 
And you had warned me, or, you know, we had talked about it before this, about how Russians would, you know, the, the two men, one gun yeah. uh, system, and then, you know, shooting at them from behind, you know, so that they didn't retreat. Um, you know, not until you see it do you realize, God, it, it sucks to be a Russian soldier. Yeah. It absolutely does, because they... They had no regard for human life well, on either side of, of the of the conflict. No, they really didn't. Um, so this, like I said, this is my many times seeing this. I again, you know, I saw it in the theater. I liked it a lot. I, obviously, I bought the DVD. Of course, I own movies that I don't like, um, <laughs> which is which is namely kinda, namely uh, the Fantastic Four. Oh, oh I, dude, it, was, yeah. it was a five dollar bin Walmart, and I hadn't oh. seen it, so I just bought it and then watched it and hated it, and I don't think I've seen it since. Or watched it since I owned, I bought it, but it's sitting on my DVD rack downstairs right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, and uh, I also made the mistake of seeing the new one too. Oh, God, yeah. So You're just a glutton for punishment. I, by, by the way, I've still not gone and seen the new one. You know, I, and I think I'm just gonna have to break the streak yeah, I, and not do it. I mean, uh-huh. I tell you what, Corny. If we get it at the university at the Dollar Theater on campus, I'll give you a call. And we'll go and suffer through it together there, but I'd hate. For can you can we go hate watch it all together? If there's oh. if there's no one in the audience, I don't care. Hell yeah, hey, there we go. Uh, off air, um, I've got a pretty sweet deal, um, in in terms of movies that uh, we need to discuss. All right. Um. So uh. So uh. Sam. Yes. Yes. You too. I I am a huge fan of World War Two movies. Um. If it wasn't for the fact that Saving Private Ryan is such kind of a hard movie to watch, it might have been in my top ten. Um, mm-hmm. But because it's so real and violent and just visceral and it just shows you the the, 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 the depths of the human existence and how far down we can go. Um, but it's still a great freaking movie. And oh, I, yeah. And I love uh, – there's very few World War II movies that I haven't really enjoyed. And I, I like this one for what it is. Stalingrad is a great, is a great study in and of itself. Um, the, th- the funny thing is, is as, the, as I'm watching the, that, that opening clip that I played where it talks about the, the Germans from marching yeah. towards the Arabian Peninsula to get the oil, that actually really wasn't the goal. That wasn't the point. Um, they might have come out and said that later, but everything that I've read about this particular battle is because you uh, maybe may, may, may know this. This was the you know it says what the winter or spring of forty three, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in forty two, when the Germans invaded, they were within like thirty or forty miles of Moscow, and then the winter came in, and they had to retreat a little bit because of the cold in Russia, you know. So when they went on their second offensive they decided to go after Stalingrad as a symbol. And so that's why there's that line in the movie where the German general is like, my troops aren't made for fighting like this. Because that was, cause the, the whole point of their war machine was to bypass cities and just cut them off and let them starve. And, yep. and just, you keep going. You just attack, you know, military, you know, don't attack cities. And then Hitler wanted to kind of like, whatever. So this is just one of the, few moments where we kind of look back in history and go good job hitler thanks for being an idiot otherwise yep. you might have succeeded um anyway it's so. kind of like the uh, thanos issue <laughs> and, and no one <laughs> unless you read comics you you don't know apparently uh thanos back in the day um pretty much his uh 
a, a quote unquote power is that he always loses right when he's about to win. Nice. That's a, that's a, that's a really sucky power to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about to win a million bucks. Oh. Um, one more, one more apple grape. Damn it! Right. Um, so this movie uh, against uh, uh, Sam, the accents they even with my CSR glasses on, I didn't care. Yeah. And you pointed it out, and I still didn't really care. And maybe this is one of those movies that I just kind of have a fondness for. Now I will say this: this time watching it, there was a couple of things I noticed that I hadn't before. <laughs> um, there was a couple of moments where. Um, for whatever reason, when watching it before, watching it this time, I was like, "Wow, it's it's actually kind of hopeless and kind of really sad what's happening." And um, I, I had kind of I, I had known about the Russians killing the Russians, but there, there's moments where I'm sitting here looking at this, going, "Grown men are telling other grown men to kill these other grown men if they don't do the thing that they're supposed to do." That. Like how how did we get to that? How did they get to that point? You know that, that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like my mind thinks of these things, at, and of course in that system of government that they had, they were so scared to do anything else. You can't question the boss. Then you can't yeah. go to your superior and go, "Hey, that doesn't make sense." Oh, it doesn't make sense. Hey, I'm going to throw your family in jail. Does it make sense now? Sure does, boss. You know you, you can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you can't. <laughs> So you want me to pull out the machine gun? What if we took the machine gun to the front and used it to attack Germans? No, no, no. These are for Russians only. Yeah. Okay? That doesn't make any sense. Well, don't question me or I'll have your family killed. Okay. You know, just just crazy. Just um, Stupidity. Yeah, it really is. Uh, one of my, my first notes is your job as an NCO, a non-commissioned officer, in Russia, an army is basically just to be a cattle prod. Did you notice that? Like... All the sold, all the officers are basically, you got to go over here, and they pull their guns out and wave them in the air. Just, um, I know the point of the movie is to create Vasily Zaitsev, a Jude Law's character, and to make him into a hero to follow, as opposed to fearing Stalin's goons. I know that's the point of the movie, but damn, like just, you know what I'm saying? It just. The, the, well, what 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 was spectacular to me and just interesting was this. It's Vasilis, right? Mm-hmm. Is how he was not really the hero until they made him the hero and he turned into one. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, he's just a dude. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a, he was a great shot once he got used to it or, or learned how to do it. But, you know, so much, so much time in Hollywood, you see that, you know, he would have shot the wolf that got the horse. You know, in, in Hollywood, the, the true hero would always be the hero. And I liked how they built him up in yeah. this. They showed to, him to, that, to be that. Yeah, he's flawed. You know? Yeah. He wasn't always a great shot. He was flawed. And then, and let's be honest, the only reason why he lived through that first battle is because he was willing to hide among the dead of his soldiers, his comrades. Yeah, and he was lucky enough to get missed by stray oh, gunfire. So let's just go ahead and say this. He is Jeez. the freaking luckiest dude in the war. All right? We don't, I, don't, I don't know if this, the story of this movie is based on a book. Which was written about that guy. Vasily Saitsev yeah. was a real was a real Russian soldier. He was a real hero, uh, just like the Red Baron was of Germany of World War One. He was a real dude. So, so it wasn't a dog in a it was, no, house. No, no, the dog is fighting the Red Baron. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Um, for some reason. So, 
So let's just let's just recount. He survives that initial wave, missing, getting missed by both German and Russian bullets. He then misses that German shooting into the dead body bit. Okay. Yeah. Then he's fighting Ed Harris. The only way he gets out of the department store is because crazy one. No, no, no. He gets out of the department store because that bomb just kicked up a bunch of dust in the department store, and he was able to leave. That's right. right. Yep. So then we have the second engagement with Ed Harris was at the, um, that was in the, was in the, was that in the factory, right? Yeah. Was yeah. It in the factory. And the only way he got out of that was there just happened to be a bright, sunny day in Russia and glass fell so that he could <laughs> blind the guy and then take a blind shot and hit him in the, you know, had a near miss with the, right. So, so, so we, I'm up to, I'm counting here. That's up to five, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, what about actually, jumping no, we, across the thing? Yeah, jumping across. I forgot that was actually before that. Jumping across yep. the thing. He only survived because Ron Perlman went first and got those pretty gold teeth shot out. Um, yep. So that's six, right? Because again, if he goes first, he dies. Yeah. Right. Um, so then we get to the the battle of the thing, and then we have. Um. He, he goes to where the chemical factory is and falls asleep and is so far asleep that someone's able to, you know, like move him and take his dog tags without waking up. But all of that war that happened there, he completely was missed by. So that's seven. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. He's the he, luckiest man alive. <laughs> yeah, the only reason why he's alive is because of all of these outside factors. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him being lucky instead of heroically running away or, you know, I don't know, using some sort of skill to get out of a situation. I, Does that make sense? Well, I, I, I'm not complaining. I just thought it was funny that it wasn't like it happened one time. It happened like it happened like seven times. Yeah. But but again, Sam, you're you're right because that's what you would call the fog of war. Yeah. War is hell, and you don't know what is happening. War is it's. Like all of these things are happening all the time, and it's crazy and, and insane. So, I get that all these strange factors keep changing because it, it probably would. It's not like they're in the woods, isolated, just shooting at each other. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah, would in a they're, they're not all in trenches. You know, oh. popping up every now and then to uh, right to shoot the other folks. Speaking at of, the other folks. Speaking of World War One type references, there, there is only I've only ever seen one good World War One movie. And every time I get a chance to talk about it, I'll talk about it. And it's called The Lost Battalion. And this corny might be another movie I've forced you to watch. Um, <laughs> no, that's, this one I don't remember. This one was, was produced by A&E. And basically it's, it's World War One, And it's just by the time the Americans have joined in the fight. And there's this USA. big... USA. Right. And there's this <laughs> giant... The, 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 the front at the, uh, in the forest... Not burn. Where is it? You know what I'm talking about? There was the uh, big, uh, the the Sydney. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? There's the oh, big, the, it's the wood. It's the big. Damn it, the forest or something like that. It was in Paris, obviously. World War One. Um, was it forest? Sudan. No, that's that's no. The Argonne Forest. Ar Argonne. Ar Argorn. Argonne. Whatever it's called. Anyway. They're doing the offensive there, right? And so they, the, there's a British troop to the uh, battalion to their left and a French to the right. 
and the whistle blows, and they run through the barbed wire, and they shoot the Germans, and then they take the lines. Well, they're go- they're, what they were told is to just to, to remove the Germans out of the line, so they keep chasing them into the woods. And then they get in the woods, and then they realize that there's no French to their right, or there's no British to their left, they're by themselves. So then the German lines collapse around them. They're literally this pocket of American soldiers stuck in the woods, and they have to fight wave after wave after wave of German soldiers in unprepared fortifications until eventually they're relieved. Um, they're, you know, eventually troops like reinforcements show up. It's actually a really, really well-made film. Um, and anyway, that's my, my PSA for that movie. I guess my, my, my vote for best World War I would be Legends of the Fall, but it doesn't focus on World War I. Just let just happens to be happening at the time or something like that. Happened at the time, and then I think the little brother goes to war. It's and, like saying the movie The Notebook is a World War II movie because Noah goes to war for like five minutes. Kind of, yeah. And you see some. Well, yeah. I've never seen The Notebook, but you know, because I still have my man card. Hey, I was uh, one of my first dates with my wife. Well, we weren't we were dating at the time, but yep, not ashamed of it at all because <laughs> I got the girl. Um, anyway, uh, and she got. You? Yep. Uh, <laughs> poor Sarah. You know, I make the joke. I make the joke at my own expense. But I say, you know what I have to offer Sarah? I can make her laugh, and she knows I'll never cheat on her because I, she knows that I can't do anything any better than her because she is it for me. So there you go. Um, I did laugh is, uh, what's the point of having medics if you're going to kill your own troops? <laughs> You know, just but isn't that like most uh you know uh, pretty you know pretty much corporate jobs? Hey, I need you to do this thing. Um, the thing you want me to do is the thing that you're you're doing the opposite of. Yeah, you still want you to do it. Um, you're gonna kill these guys. Yeah. Well, he, and fix them. <laughs> you start wondering, was it a lack of training? I mean, Americans they we were doing the same exact thing in terms of D Day invasion mm-hmm. and people were getting shot up just the same as you would see that you're seeing these Russians get shot up. But our guys I mean Well, I, I'm I'm gonna I can't obviously speak to the mindset of either. The only thing I can think of, and this is just from my, you know, brief history because i've read several books and things and whatever i'm not by any means a historian though i was actually tempted uh sam and corny at one point to change majors to history major in college oh wow um because i i really enjoy history um well that one's in the books the (laughs) the the only thing i can really think of is this the americans and the british well the americans if you want to use just them as the example we were USA. driven. We USA. were driven by the the rage of, of Pearl Harbor yeah. and the the moral right to 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 do the right thing. Okay, so our our conviction. But see, was, I didn't think we got that. We didn't get that till we really got on land, though. I mean, we we didn't know for sure what was happening in Germany. Well, you're right. My I guess my point is is that yes. Part of it is that I think that the fighting sol- the average fighting soldier of America, even though most of them were drafted, but not all of them, was there because they wanted to be there, or even they had a sense. A lot of, of duty them had signed up for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good like. point. Yeah. But I think also partly training. You might be right. I mean, the average soldier probably in in America, I think you, like boot camp is like eight weeks, and then you yeah. 
and then you still train with your your group for another maybe six or eight weeks anyway. So I mean, these Russians were like plucked off a farm, given like a week's worth of training on how to use a gun, and then thrown into the. They had more men than bullets. I mean, yeah. that's how you know what I'm saying. Like, um, that that's just how large their army was. I mean, they lost two million people, and they were still. Uh, there's a they were great, still strong enough to make it to East Germany. Yeah, well, there's a great quote by Patton once. Once the West Germany and the East Germany were kind of whatever. Patton literally, there's a telegram that he sent to Eisenhower and said, "Not Eisenhower, yeah, Eisenhower," um, and then obviously to the president. My my brain is escaping me. Not Johnson. Shoot, who died? Cool. Who was the president after FDR? FDR or Eisenhower? I can't remember. Anyway, Truman. Truman. Yeah, Truman. He Truman. Said, he said basically he said we've got all these tanks here. Why don't we just go ahead and go to Russia? Because <laughs> because him and Eisenhower and several others they knew that the Russians would be a problem. And and we didn't. Well, we did. We just well we, we didn't invade. They they were they were ready to be done with war, but the soldiers and the generals were like, "Hey, we can kick their butts." Let's just be honest, because we could <laughs> we could have. We had the yeah we had supplies. Oh we yeah, were fully I mean, supplied. We had nukes that we had used. Well, we hadn't used them yet, but yeah, we, they were coming. So if we wanted to end Russia, we could have, but that's not the point. The point <laughs> is is that one star review from all of Europe from yeah from Soviet Russia. Um, I already wrote, already wrote it. So, <laughs> I let's go ahead and go there, Sam, for a second. Okay. I made the joke earlier in the podcast about, or in the in the intro, go to iTunes and get the soundtrack or the soundtrack to what this movie sounds like. <laughs> so Sam sends me a message and goes, "Holy crap, dude! This thing sounds like Schindler's List." And I hadn't watched the movie yet, so when I was watching the movie, I was listening for it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's right!" Only the difference is <laughs> instead of on violin, it's on trumpet. Mm-hmm. So I actually kind of mashed the two together, back to back. So well, yeah, I was hoping you'd do this because I wanted to see if I was all right. So you, could be right. Yeah. So. so the the first clip, I'm not going to do the guess. Just the first clip is Schindler's List, and then the second clip is from this movie. say corny pretty close right uh, yeah, you could almost do a theme and variations on those two yeah <laughs> but it's just it's just enough of the line it is it's not you're a, right yeah it's, it's, and but it doesn't resolve itself in the schindler's list you know resolution yeah. and that was that was driving me crazy throughout the movie yeah the um yeah that's but you know so that's <laughs> um <laughs> you, but you were you were totally right on that uh i think it sounds i mean did we cut did we catch that what we we need to keep keep that clip where you actually agreed with the oh, something no, I, no, I brought yeah. up <laughs> You're right. this, this whole agreement thing you took guys doing I, I still say times, it's un- I know yeah, this is starting to be unholy become, yeah, this, that's, way too uh, way yeah. too common nowadays kill it with fire all right well let's just uh, <laughs> what do you think Chad the devil okay <laughs> so Chad when did this uh, when did the, when, when this movie was 
taking place? Like when when was it supposed to have taken place? It was a different time. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. See, we don't we, we don't need a live Chad. We'll just use some of his clips. Let's just get a voice sample of Chad. And what and, <laughs> and, and, and of course Sam and Corny. What what is Chad? Well, Chad built-in microphone. Oh, that's not what Chad is. What? Chad is a and I'm a special little boy. That's right. <laughs> Um, I pulled that over. I guess not. Anyway. <laughs> I thought I edited it down. That's why I was confused. Well, I thought you had two. Uh, but I, you know, I, I of course I do know. I don't want to say that it's a bad soundtrack. It is not in no, any way. No, it's actually no. very pretty and it's, um and very sweeping. And I it was just what, something I noticed this this you know. Well, during my viewing, I will say this: if I can get uh, YouTube to work here on this old ass computer that i'm using to drive my audio old and um, busted it's, it's old and busted and i literally have new hotness sitting right next to it i got a macbook air sitting right next to it yeah your no your web browser is no longer supported because your computer is old as shit is what it's saying to me <laughs> um the the thing that i was trying to find and i will get there is that trumpet riff man james horner wants to make sure he got his money's worth out of uh that trumpet riff yeah, whether well, it's trumpets or horns, he always uh, um, he makes them practice. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> practice, <laughs> practice. Yeah, who needs? Come on, man. Who practice. needs that, right, Corny? Practice. So the guy who's gonna do it tomorrow night. <laughs> we, man, we just talking about practice. Not e- not even the live performance. We're just talking about practice. Um, For those of you playing at home, that was a. Uh, uh, you should go on uh, YouTube and find the clip where <laughs> Alan Iverson. Um, says the word practice maybe like 47 times in an interview. Yeah, it's great. That's <laughs> pretty funny. I don't know if this is going to happen. Does he play basketball? He, he used to. He used to be an NBA player, yes. Yeah. Oh. Trying to get there. Hold on. I mean, that's... that's... It's actually really good music. I mean, I really like it. It's a great. I'm just trying to find the thing that I'm talking about. That um, <laughs> you know, you know, what I'm talking about that um. I don't know. Uh, it's. Come on, where is it? I know it's around here somewhere. I would guess it would be in a very sweeping moment. No, it's um. There's your there's your theme, but with a little uh, little mandolin. Little mandolin. There's your uh, Schindler's List there, Sam. <laughs> and this is a James Horner score, by the way. I mean, yeah, this is, yeah. This is James, the late James Horner. Um, Sadly, the late. I kind of actually wish we had picked this movie for the movie soundtrack because this is a better score than whatever we picked, which I've already forgotten which we picked. <laughs> uh, Patriot Games. Yeah, this is a better yeah. score than Patriot Games. Absolutely. Was this movie available at the time? Maybe that's why we didn't yeah, do it. It, it might have been. I don't know. Come on. I'm going to give up here in about five seconds. Four. One. Time. All right, I'm done. Anyway, now, cue any Russian movie, you have no. to have the full choir uh, in Mint, a Russian movie. Mint choir. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. hell, the uh, 
uh, when we did um, Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the Russian. Uh, oh, or, yeah. I'm sorry. The uh, yeah, Russian anthem, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Anyway, the it's that. He plays that about a thousand times. He does it in all of his music, but it's fine. Um, good thematic music, basically. It really is. Uh, yeah, he was good at what he did. Did I play this? A one with the rifle shoots! One out of two! It's a rifle! One without! Follows him! When the one with the rifle gets killed, the one who is following picks up the rifle and shoots! So, yeah, if, I think if I was a soldier, I, I would have to have clarification. Like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, would it be any way possible to to just maybe stay here until somebody brings a gun back to me? Like, because like I could throw this bullet, but it's not going to do much. So maybe, maybe there's guns, you know, in that shed back there. Can we can we just look? Can we please just maybe wait for the next train? You know, it's just like. You're throwing lives away in a time of war. It just it blows my mind it's just, that you would just you would throw lives away. Yeah, and just, I know the dude. communist idea is all about you know everybody for the greater good. But wait a minute, damn. Are, we, are we communists? <laughs> is this podcast communist now? Damn it! No, 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 no. But you know, well, I guess we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! Look at that. Shoot! Hey, it was your idea. I know. Pinko Kami. <laughs> well, he is a red. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it, is. Uh... But it just it just blows my mind. I cannot believe, you know, you know. There's a new movie coming out about the Sanford experiments. Have you heard about that one? No. You know what the Sanford experiments were, right? No. Uh, this is That's about what... a story about the guy who owns a. Uh... Junkyard. He had the junkyard. And he was moving. He was, uh... <laughs> no, these were these were experiments. They were trying to figure out how regular people in Germany could have done the atrocities that that they did. And what it was is they sat people in a room, and across a screen from them was what was supposed to be a prisoner, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to ask the prisoner a question. If you got the question wrong, you press a little button, and it would uh, shock the prisoner, right. give him a little electric shock. Like in Ghostbusters, okay. Yeah, and every time, and this is exactly what this is what Ghostbusters that was about. But every time he got one wrong, you had to up the ampage. Mm-hmm. Oh, and eventually the dial had it listed on there as lethal dose or lethal lethal amount of of amp. And more often than not, people would keep going, even if they saw the person across from them act like he was dying, and and lay still, they would still do it. Really, the only thing that and the thing that made them do it was somebody simply standing behind them telling them, you must continue the test. Hmm. So it showed that regular people can do that kind of crap. That's terrifying. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, we have, we have spent, you know, thousands of years perfecting how to kill each other. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten exceedingly efficient at it. And <laughs> That's right. Don't mess with America. I mean, <laughs> to quote Iron Man... Um, uh, my father said that, or no, what is it? They, they say that yeah. the, the best gun is the gun you never have to fire. I strongly yeah. dis, or I, I respectfully disagree. I say it's the gun you only have to fire once. Um, I mean, that's how my dad did it. That's, that's how, how I America do it. does it. Does it? 
And it's worked, yeah, it's worked out, pretty good for me. Yeah, it's worked out pretty good so far. <laughs> to peace. Um, <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, uh. Just, no, you're, I mean, it's just, it was, it was just, it would suck to be a, like, how did that country almost win like a, a Cold War against us? Is what's yeah. crazy, you know? Just how did yeah. they, how did you lose? Resources. They just had so much resources. Yeah. I mean, Heck, they had, you know, I teach my students part of business is, you know, four types of resources, financial, information, human, and there's one more I cannot remember, material resources. Russia had those human resources. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, and when you have that many people, you could do quite a bit of stuff. Look at China, for God's sake. My, um, this, my buddy, um, or our buddy, was it Mark? Maybe. I don't remember. It was a military buddy of mine told me this years ago, it was like a decade ago, and said, you know why we could never go to war against China? I said, why is that? He said, they could take their entire army and give each one of them a rock, and then we could take our entire army and give each one, you know, M16, and they would win because they outnumber us five to one. Yeah. It'd be like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's a little terrifying. What, what happens? What movie are we in now? I don't know. <laughs> Chinese zombie apocalypse rock throwing. I'd watch that movie. I kind of would. Too. I would too. <laughs> uh, this happened, and I like Bob Hoskins when he yells. Now, I want our boys to raise their heads. I want them to act like they have balls. I want them to stop shitting their pants. That's your job. Oh, you've come such a long way since Mario. <laughs> it's actually decent. Actually, in a deleted scene, he actually says that to Luigi. <laughs> I want you to stop shitting your pants. I'm sorry, Mario. I'm just too drunk on set. <laughs> I can't believe we watched that movie. Oh, I, I can't believe that we watched that movie either. Well, you forced us to watch that movie. I, I, I did. That was I think, you too, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm the one that put that on the list. Jerk. I, I still kind of wanted to watch it. It just it. I feel like it needed to be watched. <laughs> um, you know, we should have stopped and asked if we should. Right. We never did. Yeah. We we never did. stopped to ask if we should. Just because you you know you can't doesn't mean that you should. We I, I should you know have Ian Malcolm come on and say something like that. Uh, this was a kind of a little humorous moment in an otherwise fairly humorless movie. These are new pants. I just took them off a captain from the 251st yesterday. <laughs> That's actually kind uh, of funny. He sounds so Russian. I just it just blows my mind. Uh, and not only Russian, but a Russian who studied in Berlin. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why he has his shiny teeth. I think he actually has more of a German accent when he's Hellboy than he does then. I mean, oh, yeah. You know? Cause yeah, at least... When he gets that raspy, you know, Hellboy voice. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't very good, Sam, but that's okay. No, it wasn't. That's oh, okay, wasn't? though. Oh, come on. He would also be... You know, Joe Pesci was in that movie. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> Stop it. Um... He would definitely be uh, our Star. He would definitely be our Star Trek connection for this, and our and our comic book connection. 
Uh, Who, well, Joe Pesci? No. Um... <laughs> oh, oh, Ron Howard or uh... Ron Howard. What's his name? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. I knew it was. See, I was close. Yeah, you were. Uh, you got Ron part. Yeah, Ron Perlman. He's actually in two comic book movies. Corny, can you name the other one? We know Ooh. Hellboy. Um. Oh no. Um. Uh, he's another monster. He's. Uh, yeah, monster. Sure. I don't remember. For those of you playing at home, that would be Blade Two. Oh, that's right. He's a vampire. Oh, yeah. And I hadn't even looked at his credits yet. There might be more, but those are the two that I know of off the top of my head. Good for um, him. Oh, yeah. And then he was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you oh, actually yeah. go for... If you click on his page, known for Hellboy, Blade 2, and then a couple other movies. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be in the Pacific Rim sequel. He was in the first one. Oh, yeah, he? yeah. You're right, right. You're right, right. Uh, he, uh, Hellboy 3 announced... Well, look at that. I it's think that weird to see the word classically trained actor from Ron Perlman. <laughs> he was in a Justice League Flashpoint video, whatever. Um, the Punisher Dirty Laundry? It's a short. <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. Uh, he's part you didn't of, put fabric softener in my laundry. He was Batman in the Brave and the Bold TV series. That sounds like a freaking soap opera. Day, yeah, daytime. Oh, that's just that's another kids' cart, uh, uh, kids' cartoon. Yeah. But it used. He a lot was of in the Batman, though. Oh, there's gonna be Hellboy three. I just did. I just. He just that? said that. Oh, I'm I'm completely not paying attention to you. No, that's fine. No one else does. Hey, apparently, he's gonna be Eddie Murphy in a movie. Nice. Does that work? Be Eddie Murphy. He was. Well, Ed, it says Ed Murphy. I, I just, oh my gosh, dude, Corny! He was freaking Slade in Teen Titans. No. Right. What? Oh, that's awesome. Like, my mind has just been... Who's Slade? Slade, did you ever see the TV show Teen Titans? No. It's a cartoon, you know, Cartoon Network Teen Titans. So it's led by Robin as a Titan okay. teen. And then it's got Beast Boy, who can turn into different animals. And then Cyborg, Starfire, and... Um, Raven. Raven. And Slade... That's is, so Raven. And uh, But Cor Sam, <laughs> you'll, you'll get here. Just hang on there. Slade is kind of like Robin's like arch nemesis, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we've also met Slade in Arrow season two. The oh, the, oh, that's Slade. That's the character that he's portraying. Interesting. In the movie. So okay. in, the, in the cartoon, he voices Slade, which is now that I said that out loud, I'm like, oh, it's totally right. He was. Does also, he have an eye patch? Not an eye patch. He has half a face. So oh. like you know when he puts on the mask in the Arrow. That yeah. half black, half gold mask. He always wears that in the cartoon, and you only see his left eye where the gold is. And he's and he's an excellent martial artist. And there's a series, there's a there's a two episode story arc where he actually forces Robin to become his apprentice, and then Robin becomes the red something, right, Corny? Red something? I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, but then Robin's able to eventually defeat him ish whatever <laughs> teen titans is actually a pretty good series it actually is a pretty good series uh ron perlman is so com he's so much our comic book connection he was in a movie called comic book the movie <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of funny uh, and of course he was uh star trek nemesis as the viceroy he was in hey arnold <laughs> 
Oh, Ron Perlman. Right? Thank you. Hey, he'll take work wherever you can get it. Hey, that's good. good for he him. was in Superman the TV series. He was Jack's Ur. So he has just done a whole bunch of stuff. Good gracious. Duckman. He I was mean, Roland Thompson in Duckman. April th- <laughs> 1950. So that makes him. What, Wait a second. Six, He's like 80 years old. Six, 65? Holy crap. He was. He got he was, old. He was the Hulk in the uh, Iron Man TV series, the, the really crappy Iron Man cartoon. Nice. Yeah, yeah we're just going to spend the rest of the... Well, I mean, like, he's <laughs> yeah, done... Commenting on Ron, on Ron uh, Perlman's... Batman the Animated Series. He was Clayface. Clayface? That sounds huh. great. Um, anyway. Yeah, but, like, I mean, he's only... He was in the Fantastic Four of the TV series. As Did you just say that, Corny? As the Hulk. No, no, no. Yeah, he was. Or no, uh, I just said the. Um, I missed it. Oh, Iron. Uh, yeah, he was the Hulk in the Iron Man TV show. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the episode called the Hulkbuster. Huh. Anyway, the point is, uh, the man has done a lot of things, and he hasn't aged in like the last twenty years. He no, looks that, the same in like today, as he did in Hellboy One or even Blade Two. Just freaking me out. Anyway. His chin actually seems younger. Uh, this was another kind of funny little little kind of thing. Maybe funny. I don't know. Maybe not. Vodka is a luxury we have. Caviar is a luxury we have. Time is not. He's aware of the comedy crucial. We both are. That's right. I don't know. I just like the way he said that. Um, the last one I have is uh, Ed Harris talking in his brilliant German accent. It's just propaganda. He isn't dead. And do you know why? Please tell me. Because I haven't killed him yet. Oh, that makes sense. Cue the radio. Meanwhile, he's in like a shopping center shopping for (laughs) Christmas gifts for his children back home. Yeah, it just sounded like there was like a fountain in there too, didn't it? (laughs) <laughs> Mister, all I wanted was just wanted to know if what do you want to do, cash or credit? Um, I just now looked at the time and see how far we're into this episode. I haven't gotten a trivia yet, so I'm going to blast through some notes real quick. Um, I've actually had a good time talking about Ron Perlman. Um, did you, I, I asked, Unfortunately, no one else has. That's probably true. Uh, Sorry, listeners. We uh, go off on that sometimes. I, I made a little joke here. I said, is this a smoking PSA? Because the guy smokes and then gets shot. Did you ever notice that? Like, everyone who smokes is going to get shot. Um, is that kind of like anybody who has sex in a horror movie? Yeah. Dies? Uh, I, I wrote, sniped while jumping. Cool shot and a cool shot. As in, it was a cool shot to film, but it was a good shot by Harris. Uh, Absolutely. Harris. All right. I posted on, on the Facebook page, if you guys noticed, that... You can watch a movie a bunch of times, and then all of a sudden there's that one time where you notice something, and you're like, what the hell did I just see? Yeah. So you know the bit with the joke that I made, Sam, about the sturgeon in your pocket, you know? So yeah. when he, he walks up and he sees her, before he she turns around to present her with his fish, which is not a euphemism, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He literally does present her with a with fish. With a fish, yes. Did you, he leans over and sniffs her hair. Yeah. Oh my God! I'd never noticed that before. Really? Never. I noticed that this first time. I thought it was a little creepy. I, super creepy. And I just, in the whole movie, he's just super creepy, 
like jilted lover of, but he never was. But there. it happened so fast. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, it happened so fast. Like, like the power of boners is is overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, just like <laughs> the thought that he could possibly have sex with her was so powerful that he was willing to deface the name of his best friend and have him killed. Right? Yeah. He sent oh, him yeah. into that first war zone knowing that he could probably die. And then later when they are being attacked, he writes this letter to his, you know, the whatever, the generals, that he's gone crazy. Like, what? Because he got the girl and you didn't? That's a trope. That's such a trope. That- Meanwhile, Vasiles just kind of almost literally falls into having sex with her. Right. You I mean- know, in, in amongst all these nasty other Russian guys <laughs> under, under a bed sheet. Yeah, you know, as hey, people man. are walking around, you gotta do what and... you gotta do, man. I was like, heck yeah, go at him, boy. So I actually wrote a, a really long note about this particular scene. I bet you did. I did. <laughs> so the the point of the scene, obviously, is I don't know. To... Sarah Sarah once said that it was awfully short note. Well, that the note oh. wasn't very long. Yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not <laughs> the length of the note, but how eloquent it was written. <laughs> Um, and I used large grammatical words too. Yeah, you did. So the point of that scene obviously is to show that, you know, one that they've kind of fallen for each other, but it's more than that. It's like, we need to do this now. And I don't care where we are because we might die tomorrow. And so I don't want to die, whether she was a virgin or not, I don't know, but she didn't want to die not having him. Right. So it's a very emotional scene. And all I could think of is that guy sitting next to them on camera. How is he not laughing his ass off? Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that has, I, there's more acting, in my opinion, involved in him pretending to sleep while these two guys are moving and wiggling all over each other than Jude Law and, and her. slightly breathing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, would, I could not have done that. I would have lost it. I would have, like, hey, hey, director. Hey, hey Jean, uh, Valjean. Jean. Jean Valjean. Jean Jacques. <laughs> Hey, JJ, I'm just going to call you JJ. Cool. Hey, JJ, <laughs> can I like lay on my stomach? Because there's no way I'm not going to be able to laugh while this is happening. <laughs> you know? And meanwhile, you're, you're seeing the entire body convulse, you know? <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's like, and then like when he's done, you just want to like reach over and like give him a high five or something. <laughs> that would have been the best if, if he just blindly reached behind him and the guy gave him a five. Yeah. Just, the other side just, of him. Just gives him knucks. Like, hey. <laughs> My dog, my dog. (laughs) I was expecting a light moment, something to the effect of the you know they're into it, they're you know they're they're in love and all this sort of stuff, and they're done. And then as they pan out, you see a bunch of soldiers just sitting sitting there watching. watching. (laughs) One of them's passing popcorn. The the other gag would have been the gag that they did in Starship Troopers. Remember, Um, we did that movie, right? Yeah. No. No. Did we not? I thought we, I did. Thought we did. Oh, Starship Troopers. Sorry. I, yeah. I thought Spaceballs. I don't know what the hell just happened. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Starship <laughs> Troopers. Um, I could have swore we did that. Yeah. yeah where we, they're, we did where it. I'm sorry. I, I really just thought time. Spaceballs. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, like the guy comes in. He's like, who is who that with you? Uh, it's just me, sir. You got, you got 20 minutes. You know? Like yeah. I was actually yeah. expecting that gag. You know, like I, I don't know if that movie – has that type of thing, but it would have been kind of funny. She comes over, they start getting intimate, and then like the guy runs in, he's like, "Hey, we gotta go." 
I'll give you ten minutes. You know, like that would be yeah, like Mario walks over or something, and <laughs> he's like, "Something we don't have time for." Yeah, well, or or if we want to me, it's damn baby. Yeah. <laughs> she could have just added more random drama to it, and it'd have been uh, uh, Joseph uh, finds whatever. He just comes in and he's just all creepy and just like sniffs her hair like what's happening or something. <laughs> oh god. He was so creepy. Like when they're kissing. He really was. Like after she found him or whatever and he found her and they're kissing in the hallway and he's like you only see half of his face. Um maybe that's why they did the poster like that. Cuz if you look at the poster you that's see all of, yeah, yeah, you look at Jude Law's face but only half of uh, Joseph Fiennes. Interesting. Way to be creepy. It's a very fine line. Yeah, it is. Between love and his I face. find I found him more creepy and more repulsive than the German sniper. I did too. Wow. Even after the German sniper killed the boy. That part was pretty rough though. It what that was That was kind I, of emotional. I'd forgotten I'd forgotten that part and yeah. when it popped up I was like, Oh, oh, oh Yeah, like the kid he's got the kid by the scruff of the neck, you know, and the kid knows he's in trouble and then he says, And now I'm mad at you for forcing me to do what I'm about to do. And then, like, we get to this kind of lighthearted moment with the two of them talking about life after the war. And all of a sudden, she sees him. And you hear that trumpet trill again. Like, it's, and then, you know, uh, Jude Law is like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I will see. I'm going to get him. It is. Wait, is he? Like, he got, he got like Southern England, like that hackneyed. I'm going to get him. That's what he sounded like. I should have captured it. But he, I'm going to get him. I will. I will. That's what he sounds like. Um, how you? Yeah. Don't be shooting up my kids. <laughs> you sound like Eddie Izzard. <laughs> Sam, I know Corny's listened to that that uh, CD I have. Sam, oh have you gosh. ever heard of Eddie Izzard? I the name sounds familiar, he's but a, I'm not. He's a transvestite British comedian. Oh dear, uh, that's how he labels himself. And there's this bit where he uh, and he's he's British, so he's got that great accent. But there's this bit where he's like, you know, he's talking about James Earl Jones being Darth Vader, and that it it only works. He's like he's in command because he has a deep voice. If you get a name like Hello, I'm Vader. Uh, Luke, Luke DeForce is strong with you. Yeah, how do you know? Uh, someone told me once. Oh, yeah, who's that? Some bloke. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> you know, it's like this, this, this whole bit. He also has another bit where, because he, he loves Star Wars. He has this whole bit about the, um, you do not need a tray. Oh, the canteen. Yeah, he's like, you know, you know, you know Death Star, they had to have a canteen. He's like, Darth Vader walks in and he goes... I am Veda. And the guy goes, you'll need a tray. He goes, I do not need a tray. I could kill you with a single thought. But the food is hot. You'll need a tray. Oh, yes, of course. I'll need a tray. And then <laughs> and this one is wet. And this one is wet. And this one is wet. Did you dry these you off? Dry these in a bloody rainforest? Rain and then he's like, he's like, do you know who I am? And he goes, are you Jeff Veda? And he goes, uh, he says, no, no, who are you? And he's like, I, I'm Darth Vader. I run the Death Star. Are you Mr. Stevens? Who is Mr. Stevens? He's head of catering. No, I'm not head of catering. <laughs> it's just so funny. I like it's Jeff Fader. I'm not Jeff. Oh, okay, fine. I'm Jeff Fader. Now give me a tray. It's just a funny bit. Anyway, um, go on to YouTube and look it up. Someone put it to Legos. It's hysterical. Oh, it is hilarious. It's hysterical. Sorry, check that out. Uh, yeah, we'll do that after the podcast. And then I've wasted more people's time of my gibberish about Eddie Izzard. Um, Enemy at the gates? Legos. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much all I have. Trope, so I wrote montage by newsreel. Oh, I guess that means we get a... That means? That means we get a... I gotta put it higher up here. Ninta. Ninta. There we go. Montage. 
what you really should do is take that and then add like you know Russian elements to the music. <laughs> I don't know if I have the ability to do that. Um, be- but you know who does have the ability? Audible.com. Audible.com oh, nice, sponsors nice. this podcast. Uh, you can get a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews where you can get the book. Enemy. Actually, it's not called Enemy at the Gate. I forgot what it's called. Um, friends at the at the Friends corner. At, the, at the Corner. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, With Mr. Is, Stevens. Which is the prequel to Boys in the Hood. Or, don't shoot me! For God's sake, I'm out here trying to shoot the people in front. You're back there trying to shoot me, you bastards. <laughs> That's the name of the book. That's what it's called. <laughs> and that strange accent. That was actually not bad for you. That was pretty, pretty good Russian there, Sam. Uh, <laughs> glad you, you we should freak people out and be like, hello, this is my Russian accent, is it? <laughs> well then. Hello, governor. You come, yeah. <laughs> hello, Commodore. <laughs> I'm sorry, that... That's your Russian accent? Hello, yeah. And this is my German accent. Welcome to German, eh? Would you like a Frankfurter? And maybe a Heineken? To go... (laughs) Trying to sound as white as I could think. Oh, dear. And you can borrow some sugar. (laughs) Jude Law and Ed Harris were largely cast on the expressiveness of their eyes. They were frequently called to convey emotion without saying a word. Uh, I think getting shot will do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, in real life, there was no happy reunion for Vasily and Tanya. By the battle's end, each thought the other dead, and Tanya learned years later that not only was her lover still alive, but had recently married. Or, at least so she claims, according to Vasily, they were never lovers, and in fact, he was never in any relationships during the war. Hmm. Except for the one with his gun. <laughs> it is estimated that the Germans suffered 260,000 soldiers killed in action, with 90,000 captured during the Battle of Stalingrad. The oh. Russian casualties were much more severe, with an estimated 500,000 soldiers killed, Jeez and Louise. probably as many civilians. So you're looking about a cool million people died of, of Russians. You just just think about that. 260,000 soldiers died and 500,000 soldiers died and the Russians won. Yeah. I mean, that's just because how many men they could just dump into that place. You know, it's like, it's like World War Z. You know, like, I don't, they just need to just dump bodies on top of you to win. Um, and at the time <laughs> of its release, this was the biggest, biggest budgeted British film ever made. Now, really? I say that and you go, well, gosh, I wonder how many how much money did this movie cost? How many? What do you think? What do you think the budget for this movie was? Knowing that, I would say one fifty. One hundred and fifty million for two thousand and one. Yeah. What did you say? Oh, two thousand. That's right, two thousand one. No, no, no. Let me back it up. I, I said say sixty million. Okay. Ninety, ninety-five, somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, uh, corny is the closest without going over. It was sixty-eight. Oh well, okay. Sixty-eight million. Um, it grossed worldwide just shy of a hundred million, so it made its money back, or made some. And, and you know what? For for that sixty million, I think they got their money's worth. Yeah, I mean, it, I it, never once complained about a visual. No, it, in this it, yeah, it, it uh, looks it's great, good. beautiful movie. Yeah, and it won some awards for sound editing and some stuff like that. Now, I don't know if Harry Potter counts as a British film because Warner Brothers did it, but Paramount did this, but it was filmed in England by a. English, you know, Heyday Films, I think, is, is an English company. And that was a $150 million movie, so I'm pretty sure that that movie's kind of got it, got it licked. Um, 
the first one was a hundred hundred million dollars at least. Um, uh, that's it. Uh, soundtrack grade. I gave it an SI for Schindler ish. <laughs> Schindler's ish. Yeah. And what did we learn from this movie? Well, we learned that the Russians were bastards, and so were the Germans. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. The more. Yeah, you really. Know. I mean, the more you know. Like you said, there was no Vasily was obviously a hero. Mm-hmm. I would I would put him in that category, but he lucked into it, yeah. and everybody else in this movie is almost other than maybe the girl. Like you got name? the girl, the mom, and the little boy. Who and the little boy, I kind of got mad at him because it's like, at some point, you know, someone needs to literally tell the kid stop doing what you're doing because you're gonna get yourself killed. Yeah. You know, yeah. but <sighs> yeah, I did. You know, maybe that's, I just, yeah, it was hard. That part was hard. Seeing him hang the kid. We didn't see him hang him, but we saw him hanging there. I, just, I, I, I think I'm heartless because I didn't, it affected. I knew it was coming when, when, when you see the kid manipulating the stories, I knew something was going to come with I, that. I knew, I knew that he was probably going to get hit. Even the first time I saw it, I kind of knew something was going to happen, but I didn't expect it to be so visual. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. Like I kind of expected him Maybe to the say, cut. Yeah, it's oh, a sorry, cut scene. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. Ed Harris says, "And now I'm sad for what you're going to make me do," and then that's it. That's the end of it. Like we don't see him anymore. Or yeah. I was thinking of the cutaway scene where you see maybe like uh, the shoe of the kid and maybe his leg in yeah. the corner or something. You or, know, or maybe just they walk they walk off screen and we're just looking at you know wreckage and then you hear a gunshot. Yeah. yeah, but the yeah. fact that you saw him hanging is what kind of like got me a little bit. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's real and it's in front of me and it's and it's painful." I don't know, um, but then uh, I just I, I guess I'm evil because I was like, "Huh, that is a good way to lure Vasily out to get him <laughs> oh. out in the open to cut this kid down." Yeah, and I mean, uh, for some reason I was I don't say I was cheering for Ed Harris, but. I just I he enjoyed you, his you respected it. You respected his uh his resources. intelligence and his drive. Yeah, there's I, there's a few movies out there that exist where you kind of root for the bad guy. Um, the mm-hmm. Bruce Willis movie, The Jackal. Yeah, I kind of root for Bruce Willis in that, even though he's <laughs> he's uh, paid to kill the uh, first lady of the United States or something like that, and you kind of you always kind of root for him at the end. Um, because he kills Jack Black in a really funny way. Uh, anyway. Everyone should at least once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top three. Ooh. We decided to do top three sniper movies. Or movies with, in fact, a sniper in it. <laughs> um, and I just thought of another one, which I actually like. So I'm going to add it here just in case one of you pick the movie I have. Um I'm pretty sure we're all going to agree at least on one. We'll see. Probably. Maybe. Maybe two. Oh, maybe. All right. Uh, corny. Uh, I'm going to go. Ooh. Well, yawn. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with number three is Jarhead. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, that, that was an honorable mention on mine. Yeah. All right. And uh, I just wanted him to take the shot, though. If he never took a, a shot in action, does it make it a sniper move? I don't know, but I, I, I know what you mean. Uh, I Sam Corny, I allowed because I I thought about that one too, but Sam, you're right. He never fires his rifle. <laughs> it's still a good movie, and it has a sniper oh, rifle. Man, in yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough watching them sludge through that oil. Ugh. Yeah, 
Oh. Makes me want to go take a shower now. Just think about it. All right, and uh, I'm going to go with – I'm having a hard time with my number one because – well, actually, I'll do it this way. Uh, shooter, uh, the uh, – <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the Mark and Mark we've done it. The yeah. Mark and Mark one um, is my number two. And then Saving Private Ryan yeah. because of yeah. – yeah. That dude because was cool. He yeah. was awesome. He, spouting, spouting off the uh, scripture as he uh, offed his he Germans. Was so cool. I think yeah. that that movie made snipers cool. Yeah. You know, because there was a bunch yeah. of really shitty movies about snipers before, like Sniper, uh, <laughs> with like Tom Berenger, and there was a bunch of other really bad ones. But it was just something about him, yes, quoting scripture and God be at his, his rock. <laughs> and he led us me into green pastures. <laughs> And, you know, it, just, it was just something cool. And he had that cool kind of southern accent. Barry Pepper is great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And that scene where they, all right, we got a machine, like when they, when they, the, uh, the invasion. And they, he's like, you got to get over there. And he, and he like shoots the guy through the sandbag and kills him. It was just, and then yeah. he does the, the scope thing, which Mythbusters kind of did the thing, whatever. But I don't care. It was a cool scene. Absolutely. Even, even though Vin Diesel dies. I am Groot. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, Vin Diesel's in that movie. Did you know that? I, no, really? He actually is? Yeah, he's yeah. He, Vin Diesel. He was the first member of the team killed. Remember when they... when um, They were in the city, the little girl... He's crying, and he picks her up, and he's getting ready to carry her, and then that, the German sniper hits him. Oh! And they have to take out the German sniper before they can get to him, and he dies, and then Hank, Tom Hanks takes his dog tags and says, this is why we don't take civilians or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's right. That's uh, yeah. That's Groot. That is uh, the Iron that Giant. That is Groot. Himself. That is the Iron Giant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. When Iron Giant, I am not a gun. I am Superman. It still freaking gets me. Still gets me. <laughs> hey, they're coming out. It's coming out in the theaters again, by the way. Iron Giant. Really? Yeah. I saw uh, they're, the, they're, they're doing a Fathom event, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. They still haven't released it on Blu-ray, and I don't know why. But. I bet uh, you they'll do it after this. Brad Bird, the director of that, who's also done a bunch of other great films like The Fourth, Mission Impossible, and, and Incredibles. Um, yeah. They just came out with, I don't remember who it was, but somebody that does those type of like like action figure toys just came out with like a three-foot-tall iron giant that has like moving hands and head and and the, and and you can take off his arm and put the gun on. Like it looked Oh, really like, cool. a, like a real-life Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah just like that. <laughs> Only this one only cost four hundred dollars. I think the actual Vin like a real life Vin Diesel. Okay, Uh, Sam, your top three. (laughs) All right, my number three is probably different. Well, it's about the only different one from than Corny here. Have you ever seen Smoke and the Aces? I haven't. I've not. It is such a freaking fun movie. That's a a Guy Ritchie film, isn't it? I think so. It is so high paced and high. Literally, it's like everybody's doing cocaine who's on this movie set because it is oh, so no. fast and colorful yeah. and free-willed. But there's a, a woman sniper in this movie that uh, that you will enjoy when you see it. Yeah, <laughs> she, it's got uh, Ryan Reynolds and Ray Liotta, Joseph Ruskin, yeah. Jeremy Piven, Ben Affleck. It's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. And um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. basically they're trying to kill somebody. Several different assassins are trying to kill somebody in a casino hotel in Vegas, and it's it's quite fun. I, uh, my my number two was Shooter. You know, good old mm-hmm. Marky Mark. You, you don't kill a man's dog. Sure you know, don't. you just don't kill a man's dog. I don't care. Even if you're holding it hostage and, you know, 
Sometimes yeah. you gotta threaten it. <laughs> you mean to play both of them? Is that what's happening? Oh, you're damn right. <laughs> Uh, okay. That was a good setup too. I don't care what you say. No, it actually was a pretty good setup. I just wasn't ready for it. All right, here we got. <laughs> if you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. I don't think you understand. These boys killed my dog. Yeah, you, you just don't go. You don't go around killing a dog. And my number one is Saving Private Ryan. All right. Uh, made snipers cool, and when he he died, an absolute hero. I mean, all those guys. You know, uh, if this was real life, yeah. our heroes. But, you know, taking out those soldiers and then taking out the tank. Yes. You know, or not taking out the tank. tank took him out. Yeah, the tank took him out, yeah. But, good God, I mean, whew, yeah. Yeah. Didn't no. he turn real quick said, and was about to say run to the other guy? He, and, he says get down, and then yeah. boom. Yeah. I remember, like, when I first watched it, I was like, you should shoot down the barrel because that works in yeah. cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or stick your finger in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I could have thought that he could have done is maybe shot a bullet down into like the isolate where the guys actually were. But I mean, when Still, you got that big was... gun aimed at you, how can you even like aim a shot? Um, yeah. My I, shooter and Saving Private Ryan are in my top three. Yeah. Um, uh, I also put in Clear and Present Danger. Present danger. Which is the other Jack Ryan one with Harrison Ford, and there is a sniper in it. There's this really great scene where the this guy is going through sniper school, and so he he has to get from the back of this field, and the field's only like a hundred feet by a hundred feet, right? And it's really tall, like corn grass, like three feet tall, and he has to hit the target three times while people are in the the grass looking for him. And he gets all the way to the very front. Um, it's a pretty cool little scene. Huh. And then the, the last one I actually put was Jack Reacher. Yeah. Yeah, I almost put that, but I was like, eh. Yeah. Never seen it. Uh, it's on it's Netflix. It's a pretty good one. It's yeah. pretty good, yeah. I know a lot of people, and I think Sam included, watched the movie and were mad because Jack Reacher, the character from the book, is like six yeah. foot three, massive He's dude. scary. You don't want to be walking... On the sidewalk with him walking towards you, and he, then he they, yeah, and they cast you know Tom Cruise. Um, but I like the movie a lot. I think it's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, email, email, another hate mail. You've got mail. No, this is from. Oh, that's our... pretty good, Tom. Thank you. Uh, we this is from um, not AOL Jeff, but this is from Jen, <laughs> our female Yay. listener. Uh, she's been on a roll recently. Her her title is uh, Podcast Shenanigans. Uh-oh. She says, hey, guys, it's Tuesday, and I think I remember y'all saying that you record on Tuesdays. You all. You all, not y'all. I said y'all. I just wanted to send a quick note of encouragement. After last week's <laughs> hate mail, I wanted to reassure you that there are still some of us that enjoy listening to you. I, I love the fact. I think it's her. <laughs> you think so? She sent that evil hate mail so that she can then come by and swoop and make us feel better? Yeah, uh, I love the fact that Genius. your podcast feels like a bunch of friends talking around a table instead of corporate, instead of a corporate, highly structured movie review. Listening is still fun, even on the movies I don't want to see. So keep your chins up and keep up the good work. Screw that mean jerk. All eight of them. All eight of them. That's right. So thank you, Jen. Um, should I read her individual comments to us? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I haven't read this one yet. Sean, your Western movies are horrible. Shanghai <laughs> Noon. Really? How can that be better than Unforgiven, Three Tinted Yuma, or Django Unchained? 
Oh, okay. I forgot about Django Unchained. Okay, in last fairness, week. Django Unchained is the only one I've seen of that group, and Django Unchained is a way better movie than Shanghai Noon. But yeah. I would still rather watch Shanghai Noon than Django Unchained. You know what well, I'm saying? Actually, watch Three Ten Yuma is really good. I've heard that, yeah. and I want to watch it. And I like me a good western. Yeah. Uh, am I the only one excited for the another Tarantino western take on the Hateful Eight? Corny, I like how you've taken the mantle from Sam on the Joe Pesci front. <laughs> so that's why when you mentioned it earlier tonight, Corny, I laughed even harder because of that. Well, Sam has been flacking. I yeah, yeah. I took the ball and ran with it. Chad's not here, but um, uh, Chad, seriously, do you sleep through the show? I envision you wake up every ten minutes or so just to say a general comment and then collapse back into a deep slumber. How true! Yeah. How absolutely true! That's actually how Chad teaches. <laughs> really effective. Um, Commodore. Keep up the actor, the actor naming. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Andrew, I oh. guess you're now oh. the unofficial fifth member of the cast. You're a great addition. I just wanted to mention that more of Andrew wouldn't be that bad. Keep oh. up the oh. good work, guys, Jen. P.S. I, for one, think that hate mail was more of a love slap than an actual punch in the face. Well, don't worry, Jen. First of all, thank you for your email. Oh, I you, found that guy. You, you are, And he's no longer a problem. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't know what that means. Did you show him your sturgeon or something? <laughs> no, no, I just asked him not to do it anymore. He was like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. Did you actually, or are you just being silly? No, no, I stabbed his neck. He's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, when the police come looking, they're going to go to this as evidence. Yes. Um, no, Jen, we, uh, one, love your emails, and thank you for being a loyal listener that you are. Um, we love everybody's emails, even if it is... Uh... And, yeah, Jen, we, we know... I knew that it was, I think it was, it might be genuine hate mail. I don't care. I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny that someone took the time out of their day to write such nonsense. Um, is somebody outside? Are we okay? I'm. Is it corny? No, I'm good. <laughs> Sorry. I'm good. <laughs> someone was like literally breathing on the microphone. I didn't know what was happening. I, I didn't know if Garrison Keeler had joined the episode or what. Um, <laughs> There's a there's a nice old prairie home companion reference for you. Yeah, not quite not quite Darth Vader. More like okay. more like guy doing the weather report on the beach of Myrtle while Hurricane Hugo is coming by. Open open mouth breather. <laughs> yeah. It's really coming down. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. There's a well. If you had my really cool pop filter that I made for you, Corny, you wouldn't be hearing that. Uh <laughs> Anyway, Jen, what I was, the point is, is that yes. I, I think that I, I don't care whether he meant it or not, if it was just somebody. And, uh, the way I look at it is, is that it means that our podcast is doing something right. We have at least two listeners. Is that <laughs> if, if someone is willing to email in that they hate us, that means we're doing something right. Because that means he's listening to see that we read it and talk about it. Yep. So we have at least one extra download uh, a week. And to see that, and, we're, and the fact that we're talking about it two weeks in a row means that. Hey, whatever. I don't care. I really don't. It doesn't bother me at all. So thank you, Jen, though, for for doing, for being for being our cheerleader. We really appreciate it. That's su- that's super awesome. Um, that's gonna do it for us because nope. I'm, it's well, it's that time of show where it's time to, for me to say things like next week on nope. cheap seat reviews. Nope. We haven't done our t- uh, out of ten. Shit. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Corny. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two. What? What? A two? 
No, just, uh, don't be Vasily. No, I'm going to give it a seven. <laughs> <laughs> don't be Vasily. <laughs> oh. There's long? our title. There but, it is. How long have way, you been sitting on that? Since the moment you hit record. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've been waiting all episode to do that. Oh, man. That and was... in one swoop, Corny wins the podcast. Really? <laughs> I had to do it for Chad. That was great. I... You're, you're welcome. You're welcome, folks. I almost I, that, that, that's, that's brilliant. That's the best thing I've heard all day. Uh, seven. That's your number? Yes. Uh, very good film. Very good film. <laughs> that was the best. That was just a setup, too. And you knew we would both freak out. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute! Two, this is only two above Children of the Corn <laughs> and Transformers: Aids of Extinction. I don't think so. <laughs> Sam, um, I think I'll give this a solid eight headshots out of ten. Nice, eight. Really good movie. Really solid movie, despite the uh, accent problems. Yeah. Um, I love the story. It was fun. It was. It was a great World War II movie. Yeah, it was. Um. I'm going to give it a seven and a half um, uh, sturgeons in your pocket. <laughs> You're all about some sturgeons. That, that, that scene really kind of affected me, didn't it? Um, it did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. At least you didn't say hair sniffers. Hair sniffers. Hair sniffers. Hair sniffers. Hair sniffers. That was the yeah. other German sniper they were going to bring in. <laughs> If Ed Harris yeah, couldn't do it, Harris Stiffness was on his way in. Bring me Harris Stiffness. That's right. No, not him. Oh, yeah. Plus Harris Stiffness. Right. Plus. That's right. <laughs> oh man, uh, what are we? What are we doing next week? We're doing. Oh. It doesn't Lord. matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at this point, uh, seven. Let <laughs> me drop the mic and walk away. That's <laughs> a, this, this is it. Well, mine's attached to my desk, so I can't actually drop it. But oh, okay. Uh, but neither one of you should do it either. Um, <laughs> Too late. Because it'll be loud and annoying. Uh, yeah. Next week we're doing the family. The, the fam. Uh, the family. That, that's illegal in most states, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> doing the whole. Southwest family. Virginia. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Shotguns fired. Luke, this is another Luke Besson film. Uh, he, Luke Besson, did uh, the director did uh, the Fifth Element, and that really terrible space prison movie that we all loved. <laughs> Lockout. Lockout with Guy Ritchie, not Guy Heck Ritchie, yeah. with Guy Pierce. Um, I, I, I still want to do that one again for the for the podcast. We tried that was one of our our test episodes, and. It didn't make it, but I, there's I several it. that we did. I want to try again. I I really want to do Iron Sky. I yeah, the director's oh. cut, and I also want to do because it was one we recorded, but it didn't work out. But I want to do Serenity. Yes, I know it might be a little unfair to do my favorite movie of all time, but it doesn't um, really. I, I, it, and maybe yeah. we can do that. I mean, we did Corny's, right? We did Beverly Hills Cop. We did do mine, yeah. And and maybe we should do Sam's eventually. Maybe you know we just. Even if we just crowd in your your new basement and just watch it on DV, you know Blu-ray, Sam. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, that's actually might be something we can do for fun. Um. Anyway, but we're not doing it next week. Next week we are doing the family. Uh, uh With uh, Robert De Niro and. Is this some, a comedy? Uh, I think so. It's like um action comedy. 
Okay. Yeah, comedy crime. A little crime, different than a World War II drama. Yeah, comedy crime thriller. Uh, the Manzoni family and some other stuff. I'm not going to read it to you because Catherine will next week. Oh. Um, yeah, there you cool. go. That, that's it. So the family's next week. Uh, and like I said, I think I've teased. We've got some really good movies coming up. Go to our website, cheapseatreviews.com, and you can pick you, the listener. Not just Jen, but all of you, the listeners. <laughs> We'll, Which uh, is pretty much Jen and then. I actually cases. just checked. There's at least. Let's see. I voted four times so I could even it up. But <laughs> did I you think, really? Yeah. Well, I had to even it up because I needed to make sure it was working. Oh. So I made it fifty percent, but there is an four more, five more. Really cool. People voted. Really? So keep it up, folks. Yeah. So vote. Which movie is going to be our last movie that we do for the podcast? For for not the podcast for October. <laughs> <laughs> not our final episode. God willing, we're not ending anytime soon. No. Um, no. For the episode. Ooh. Oh, I just knocked, no, sorry. Uh, for the episode. Anyway, for, for October. Damn it. Can't talk. For October. <laughs> uh, is it going to be ABCs of Death or The Exorcist? You know, campy or fairly serious? Classic. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it. Um, Probably. I hope. Uh, what, what, what are we watching? Um, um, I watched Gravity this weekend. It was pretty good. Um, Facebook. Y'all, y'all watch anything recently? Oh, I watched uh, uh the thing, the Miami Vice, not Miami Vice, Jump Street, twenty two Jump Street, twenty one Jump Street, twenty two Jump Street. Okay, dude, that's a yeah. funny movie. Cool, that is absolutely hilarious. Good. My name is Jeff. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. You can follow me at movie. Sean J Allred, at Sneegy sixteen, at Sam Johnny Darko sixteen. Maestro underscore Evans is Chad and AJ A Jimison is Andrew. He's gonna get some because he helps us out. Um, yep. Some some love, not some. Uh, cheap seat reviews <laughs> at gmail.com is clearly a, is our email address. Um, let's send those for us. We have Corny, Chad who is not here, Sam, Sean saying good night, and you know, enjoy a nice enjoy a nice starting. <laughs>